0: And thanks to the help we get from uh, ASC certified technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, we'll keep it running. We'll help you keep it running. Good morning to you, Dan. Happy Fourth well, of July. Good morning, Denny. How have you been this week?
1: Well, I've been hot this week. How have you been?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about the same. I I think about how many people have had to visit Lloyd's Automotive because of again AC problems.
1: Yeah, it's uh, they they're just uh, they're lining up. There's no end to it, and and I don't see an end to it in sight. But yeah, no, we've done all sorts of uh, of uh, air conditioning repairs this past week, and uh, as always, you know, most of the problem is that the that the refrigerant has leaked out. Um, mm-hmm. We've repaired a bunch of them, and uh, a few of them we've just refilled and and uh, put them back on the road because the uh, the leak was too small to find. But, uh, yeah, no, we're, we're getting a lot of people cool again. I'm excited about that.
0: Well, and, again, looking at the forecast, we heard what Al said and, and glancing at it myself, it looks like all week long we're going to be around 90 or, or even higher. So you, uh, you and your troops will uh, have their work cut out for them. I, I was wondering, you know, oh, by the way, let me give the phone number and the text number. It's the same number. If you have any kind of a vehicle problem and you've got to take it in, to visit your favorite dealer, your favorite shop, uh, and you might want to know what the heck is going on before you get there. Uh, Dan will uh, kind of help you get that information. 651-989-9226. And keep in mind, Dan's going to be here till 745, so don't wait. If you do have any kind of a car care question, uh, do uh, send us a text or call. Uh, we've cleared the lines. And, uh, again, if you want to send a text, if that's easier, or call, 651-9226. Nine eight nine nine two two six. But don't wait. Do it now, Dan. I was wondering. Uh, even uh, with myself, I, as you know, I, I'm pretty conscientious about oil changes, things like that, that kind of maintenance. But uh, you know, some of us uh, just aren't driving that much anymore. Are people uh, kind of putting that thing, that kind of maintenance, like oil changes, aside, or are you and your troops at uh, Lloyd's still uh, still busy with oil changes and regular maintenance?
1: Yeah, you know we. First of all, Denny, you are very conscientious, and you're also very in tune with your car, which is which is a big deal. You know, when I tell people when they're when they're uh, when they're thinking about their cars, uh, the things to note are if something changes, if you hear a different sound, or you hear a different feel, or or if something's different. That's probably not right, and that's your your alarm, and so you do a good job of that. When something's not right, you know that, and uh, and that's, uh, and you do something about it, which is the right thing to do. Don't ignore it. Uh, when something changes, that's your warning uh, so that you don't end up on the back of a tow truck. So do that. But at any rate, with oil changes and normal service, you know, um, when, when I do an oil change, Denny, I, of course, peel the old oil sticker off and uh, make a new one and put it on, you know, so that you're ready to go for the next round. And there's an awful lot of them that I'm peeling off right now that are over, way over on the time and still under on the mileage. So uh, I think what you just said is is very true, that people had not been driving quite as much. Now, I think that's changed. I think we're kind of back to uh, I found I was able to find a couple of traffic jams this past week. So that
0: oh yeah, that's
1: encur- that's encouraging that people are out and uh, and and so forth. But but there, uh, I agree that people had been driving quite a bit less, and so uh, they have not been doing quite as much maintenance. But we certainly are seeing you know plenty of it. There's there's no shortage of, of work. That's for sure.
0: Now, uh, what do not just your shop, but all sorts of shops, uh, but what happens to that old oil that you've taken out of vehicles? Does that get recycled? What's the deal with that?
1: Yeah, you know, as as, uh, most of the stuff that we deal with, uh, you know, we're we're way about recycling and being environmentally friendly, and uh, the oil that we take out goes into a big tank underneath the ground. Uh, underneath our shop and uh, it gets pumped out and it's it's reused for you know that making asphalt and other petroleum products uh you know that it's it's not good for use in a car anymore it's used up its value there but there's still plenty of other value to it so it's not like it's uh thrown away it it gets reused and uh we even uh We even keep all of the um, metal parts, all of the metal parts that we take off of a car, we keep all that in a big bucket, and somebody comes around uh, pretty much every day and picks up that metal and and takes it to a recycling place. And, you know, in that, for the person that's uh, picking up the the metal, there's actually uh, value. I mean, there's, you know, the value moves as metal prices move, but sometimes there's pretty good money in it. Sometimes they're doing it just to keep the route going so that we keep saving it for them. But, uh, but uh, the you know, the good news is that all of that, and tires too, all of that stuff gets recycled oh, yeah. and uh, put to good use.
0: Yeah, and think about tires. Good point. See, I, I want to grab a call. We have callers. We have textures too, Dan. And before we take a break I think let's head to Warren, who's first up here calling, I believe, from Florida, where it's probably about as warm as it is here. Warren, how are you? What's your question? Great.
1: It's beautiful here, but um, I have a 2017 Malibu with a two liter. I, with, with direct injection, fuel injection, they have problems with carbon buildup on the valves with direct, direct injection engines. Oh, you know, uh, that's out in the public and you hear a lot about direct injection. And the problem is with carbon buildup on the valve with direct injection is the gasoline is not injected through the intake manifold. So the valves don't get washed with the gasoline to keep them clean. And uh, they've done some engineering to change that. Uh, It's not quite the problem that it used to be. And quite honestly, while we've done a number of, of repairs to clean the carbon off uh, valves that have gotten stuck in the open position a little bit. Um, it's not very common. So, you know, what you're saying is true. We haven't come up with a good, uh, uh aftermarket cleaning. So, uh, uh, you know, way to get them clean, uh, without taking the intake manifold off and cleaning the, the, the valves. But, um, my point in this whole thing is I yes, uh, there is a little bit of concern there, but no, it's not a big problem and if I were you, I would not particularly worry about it. Uh, okay. I think that it's uh, that it's rare enough that uh, you just don't have to worry about it.
0: Very good. Thanks for the call, Warren. Happy 4th. Joe, you're going to be next, so hang on. We're going to take a quick break here. If you have any kind of a car care question, now's your chance. Dan will be here just until 745, so if you want to get uh, your question answered, call it in or text it in, 651-989-9226. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here. And uh, Dan Burns is uh, with us from Lloyd's Automotive. If you're new to the show, thanks for joining us. Dan is an ASC certified technician at Lloyd's. Which, Dan, is located where?
1: We are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria on Grand Avenue. Uh, You can find us on the web at LloydsAutomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, LloydsAutomotive.net. Or give us a call. We're closed for the long weekend. Uh, this weekend, but uh, we'll be back there on Monday. Call us at 651-228-1316.
0: Very good. We'll get you that number before Dan leaves By the way, Dan will be here with us on CCO till about 745. So if you have a car care question, don't wait. You can send it in via text or call either one, 651-989-9226. Dan speaking of callers we have a bunch of them Sarah is calling in from Savage I believe this morning Sarah good morning what's your question for Dan Good morning I have a 2013
1: Chrysler Town and Country minivan and the heater just turns on all by itself Then I turn it off it'll come back on turn it off come back on this happens about two or three times and then a little stay off for you know a day or two and then a little do it again Yeah you know the the heater in that car and nowadays are controlled by a computer and it sounds like your computer has a glitch in it. What the process will be is you'll need to bring it into your shop and they will uh, hook up to your your they'll hook up their uh, computer to your car and uh, look at the air conditioning system, the, the heating and air conditioning system and interface with that computer and there'll probably be some diagnostic codes stored in there. And uh either you're going to find with a symptom like that that there's a, a connection problem, a power and ground problem or something like that, or a sensor problem, or the module itself has failed and will need to be re- repaired or replaced. So that's what you can look forward to, but uh, it should not be doing that. And uh, good news is we have great ways to interface with your computer and figure out what's going on.
0: That's good. That's good news. Thanks, Sarah. 651-989-9226 is our phone number and text number. I want to grab a text or two, but first, Jim, I think, is calling from Maplewood this morning. I want to get Jim's uh, question answered. Thanks, Jim. What is your question?
1: Hi. See, I've got a uh, a nice old uh, 07 Chrysler 300. About a year ago, I took it in for a uh, uh, normal wear uh, pad and rotor replacement out, uh, for the front brakes. And since then, every 2,000 miles, it develops a grinding sound. I take it back, they replace the pads and rotors again. This has happened now, I think I'm losing track four times. And uh, I finally called the service manager and he says he doesn't know what's happening, but to call him next time, uh, that it does it again. So I will, but what do you think? Well, I. That's, first of all, that's really frustrating for us as a shop, too. It's frustrating for you as a consumer to have to keep bringing it back, but all we want to do is get it right. And uh, the truth is, they're going to have to do something different. The product that they're using is not happy. You know, the pads aren't meshing with the rotors properly. And, uh, you know, the quick, easy fix is to simply warranty them and, and put Uh, new parts on again but they're going to have to do something different this time perhaps it's going to be pick a different brand of of uh, pads and rotors or something like that but uh, all shops run into that where you get a weird one and uh, the trick is that you just have to do something different uh, to solve the problem and probably a different line of product will be the answer for you
0: Okay. Cuz you've said often over the years Dan that even as you as, as working in a shop you get new parts. Sometimes they don't work even if they're brand. Well, new. Well, they yeah, that's right. They're they, you know, they come out of the box defective.
1: They just in because the product, or the parts are built by somebody and sometimes there's mistakes are made there. So that yeah. happens and sometimes cars are you know, you can put a particular brand of product on one car and it's just perfectly happy and lasts forever and and you try the same thing on a, on the exact same model of car, and it just doesn't work. And I don't know why that is or what it's about, but but that happens. And then you switch it up, and and then everything's fine. So cars are weird. That's what keeps it interesting. There's always something different about them. Every,
0: every day. day, every day is a new discovery for you. That's yeah. True. Uh, Mark in Minneapolis, you hang on. We're gonna you're gonna be first uh, caller out of right out of the break. But I want to get a text a uh, message uh, that uh, came in um, and we talked about car batteries before but the question is does a car battery sitting on a concrete floor could that cause that battery to go bad to to
1: be dead you know I, <laughs> i've always heard that uh and i've never i've never been able to prove it um you know the the electrolysis is what they're talking about and and uh does it have an effect and i don't really think so um but i've heard that that it, it, I don't I think it causes it to go de- de- bad, but it causes it to go dead. And if you leave a battery dead for a long time, that wrecks it. So yeah. the trick is to uh, to keep a battery. If you're storing a battery, make sure that it stays charged up. And if it stays charged up, no matter what, it'll be just fine.
0: All right i tell you what, let's do this. Uh, we'll uh, take a break. We'll have a look at that forecast. Hot all week, I can tell you that. And then we'll uh, grab Mark's call from Minneapolis. So, Mark, stay where you are. And if you uh, do have a car care question, Dan will be with us till about 745. So don't wait if you do have a question. 651-989-9226. Back with more car care here on News Talk 830 WCCO. And Good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Tenning along here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. We'll get you his phone number before Dan leaves us today. Uh, Dan, we did promise Mark, who's been hanging on there, calling from Minneapolis, would answer the question. Go ahead, Mark. What's your question? Thanks for waiting.
1: Yeah, I got a 1995 Chevy Silverado 5.7 throttle body, and I don't have all the fancy pressure gauges. If the fuel pump and fuel filter are working good, and I disconnect a fuel line from the throttle body and put it in a quart jar, how much fuel will it push out when I activate you know, when I activate the fuel well, Yeah. I mean it's um, I I would say maybe more than you think, but in a in a you know, in a couple of seconds of cranking the engine over you'll get uh you know, in a in a quart jar or something, you'll get three or four or five inches of, of uh fuel. So it's uh, more than a dribble for sure. <laughs> but if it's working fine, that's 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 as much as I'll get. Well, I just want you know, like I said, I don't have all the pressure gauges and stuff. So yeah. If I take the line off yeah. and it shoots that much out, it's, it should be okay. I would say that's unscientific. That's not how <laughs> I would do it. <laughs> you know, but gen- no. But <laughs> generally speaking, especially you know nowadays, uh, because fuel pumps need so much high pressure to work, uh, they can. Still pump a little bit of fuel and not work, but on that vintage of a car, pretty much if it's pumping, it's working, and uh, I think you can eliminate that as your problem. If you're getting a, uh, if you're getting a jar full of gas by cranking it over, I think it's fine.
0: All right, uh, let's see. Here's the text. Well, it's a different kind of a question uh, for you, Dan. It says good morning, happy fourth. Uh, comes from Paul. Dan's thoughts, please, on buying a new versus used subcompact SUV. When is each a good idea? Well, uh, I think
1: they're they're both fine, depending upon your comfort level. There's no reason that you can't buy a newer used vehicle if you have it, prob- you know, properly inspected. Um, you can certainly, I mean, you can have, you know. Uh, get a used one that way, which saves you some money. And then on a used one, if you're worried about the warranty, there you certainly can get an extended uh, aftermarket warranty and cover the warranty part of it, too. So there's no reason not to buy a, a used one. And it's very often. And so when... So I, I think it's just a comfort level. But uh, as far as, you know, performance and and knowing that you're safe, uh, a used one can be just as good as a new one if, if you do everything right.
0: Yeah. And budget, of course, is involved as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, but, Dan. You know, even, if, even if you have yeah. the
1: money, doesn't make doesn't make sense to waste it if you don't need to. If you're comfortable no, buying true. a used vehicle, then it's just fine.
0: Absolutely. Let's grab one more call. Uh, Tim is calling in from Minatrista, I believe, this morning. Tim, you're on with Dan.
1: Hi, Dan. Hey, I've got a 2004 Chevy uh, one-ton dump truck, and it's been in the shop off and on for two months, and they've replaced various brake lines in it. And when I take it out to use it for work, I'll press the brakes, and uh, periodically the brakes will just uh, not release, and they'll lock up. And last time, three of them locked up, uh, three, uh, three of the tires, and almost got on fire. They're smoking, so I we're trying to figure out how to get. the mechanics can't figure it out. They're trying to figure out how to get the brakes to release because they lock up. Yeah, and it has a, it has a, a air brakes on it. Is that true? I don't know. If they, don't they're they're know? hydraulic. They're hydraulic brakes, and they don't know why, and they're locking up so tight that they're completely locked up. Well, it sounds to me like something's... Uh, 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 there's something being installed incorrectly or something like that. So I think probably if you've given up three or four tries, they're probably as frustrated as you are, and so I think probably the right thing would be to, give, to get a, a fresh set of eyes on it and see if somebody can't come up with the uh, with the problem uh, of what's going on. But, uh, you know, it doesn't make sense. Brakes are the thing that we do every day, all day long. And, uh, you know, while those brakes on a one-ton are bigger and heavier, they still are hydraulic and they work the same uh, as a, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's still friction material against metal. So if they're locking up for some reason, they need to figure out where it's locking up and why it's locking up, and, and they're missing one of the components that's causing the trouble.
0: Yep. All right. I know we just have a couple of minutes to go, Dan. Uh, Textures, uh, I don't want to forget about either. Here's one. It says R12 instead of R134. What was the damage done, do you think, on a 2014 Silverado, or is it a big problem?
1: R12? versus well, R-12 isn't, isn't available anymore. I'm sorry, Denny, say that again. I'm.
0: It just says R-12 instead of R-134. What's the damage on a 2014 Silverado?
1: Yeah, I, R, R-12 uh, isn't available anymore, and it's not supposed to be used anymore. It's not environmentally friendly. So uh, I guess my answer would be don't use R-12. Uh, use R-134 and, quite honestly, always use, uh, not only with the air conditioning, but with everything on the vehicle, use the fluid that, uh, or, or gas or anything that the manufacturer recommends because that's the right yeah. thing to do. It's the way that it was built, and it's the way that it was engineered, and that's how it's going to work the best. So Absolutely. do that.
0: All right, I think one more question before we head out of here. Uh, Texture says, I have three quarts of fully synthetic oil that are over one year old. Is the oil still good, do you think?
1: Yeah. I think it would be just fine. It's uh it's been stored in a safe, dry place and, and, uh, and, uh yeah, that should be just fine.
0: And one more thought uh, being, being a 90 92 for another week or so hot weather. Uh, is, is it true that hot weather can be just as bad on a battery or even worse than winter?
1: Worse by far, by hmm. far hot weather is when we are the busiest. It, uh, you know, it's 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 way overtaken cold weather. Cold weather does not have the effect on cars that it used to, with fuel injection and and uh, and all of the makings of the cars nowadays. But hot weather is still very very hard on, it. it eats up all the electrical components, and it's really hard on the engines. And uh, hot weather is hard on things for sure.
0: Well, I know we have to head out of here, and can we do this again next week? Do you think?
1: I think we should. Yep, that'd be great.
0: Okay. In the meantime, we hope you have a great 4th of July, Dan. And I know you mentioned it earlier in the show that uh, Lloyd's Automotive is closed, has a long uh, long holiday weekend, but you'll be back Monday. But normally uh, you guys are open on Saturdays, right?
1: We are normally open on Saturdays. And uh, and when I'm in town, I work most of them uh, just because I always have. And I, it's a habit. I'm having trouble breaking, but that's Okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I enjoy working Saturday mornings, so I do. And, uh, yeah, we're there and in that uh, full strength.
0: Uh, now, how do we get in touch with you guys? Again, the location and the phone number and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, we are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is in St. Paul. It's right on Grand Avenue between Lexington and Victoria. And uh, you can find us on the web at Lloyds Automotive dot net L L O Y D S learnings automotive dot net or uh, our phone number is six five one two two eight one three one six and somebody will be there at seven o'clock on Monday ready to mm. reach you
0: Monday it is all right again happy Fourth of July to you and your family Dan thanks for all the help today and let's uh, let's get together one week from today all right
1: sounds good Denny thanks so much you too
0: thanks very much Dan Burns ASC certified technician from Lloyd's Automotive.